four, mute your phone. Three, two. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Sonia, and welcome back to C-Space, C-Space Sports. Today I have with me President of Entertainment and Sports Law Society, Ms. Brandy Grandison. Hi, Brandy. How are you today? I'm doing great, Sonia. That is good. Thank you so much for joining the show for, with me today. No, thank you for, for asking me to come on. This is a great opportunity. I'm glad that I'm here. Thank you. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a native of Jackson, Mississippi. I'm a fellow Callaway Charger for all the Chargers uh, that are listening to the podcast. And I am a two-time HBCU graduate. I obtained my BA in marketing from Clark Atlanta University. Um, I obtained my master's in business from the Jackson State University. And now, right now, I'm on a journey to obtaining my law degree at the University of Mississippi School of Law. Awesome. That is great. Well, I enjoyed the V, but the Charger stuff, um, no thanks. We're good on that one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm around. But since you're my soror, I'll let it go. I'll let it go today. So. <laughs> But no, that's awesome. So, Brandy, next week you are hosting your very first summit with some movers and some shakers, honey. The speakers you have Monday and Tuesday are phenomenal. Could you tell us about the GLOW Summit? Well, um, I'll tell you how how it came about. Okay. Um, being, um, Being that we're in such a unique space right now in this time in history, um, during the summer, or just over the summer, everyone has had this unique opportunity to reach and network with people um, in spaces that they normally would not be able to. And so for me, um, to grow is to, to grow as a woman is to grow your network. Um, and so for me, that's what I did this summer. I, I would call myself Miss Webinar. Every webinar um, that was given, especially related to sports um, and our entertainment, I was on meeting um, people because your net, your net worth is your net worth. Um, and so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to connect myself and align myself with movers and shakers that could open the doors for me. Um, I would normally say um, I may not be the best on paper, but I'm the best in the room to work with. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I had aligned myself with people that could open doors for me. So when I graduate from law school, I'm able to go to work. Um, and so the GLOW Conference, because the sports and entertainment world um, for women is already hard to break into because it's normally dominated, to be quite honest, by men, specifically um, white um, Caucasian men. Um, and so you have to be able to line yourself and know how to navigate these unique small spaces that uh, really weren't created for women to be in. Um, and so one of the things that um, I came across learning for someone is to dis- distinguish myself amongst the sea of other um, law students was to create some type of um, conference of some sort. 
Um, and so being that the University of Mississippi, rich in its tradition, um, it's very law firm practice. And I'm an untraditional student. I'm an older student. Um, and so I need to create um, untraditional avenues. And so um, I am spiritually based. And so there's one thing um, that when I do, uh, do things, I test my motivation. And so um, in the word, it says the will of God furthers all. Um, and so I wanted to create something that would not only benefit myself, but create and further the movement of paths of other students as well. Um, so I came up with the, the conference, the GLOW conference. Um, also, too, at the same time with creating, um, creating the GLOW conference, you know, in the African-American um, community, we have a, um, a colloquialism called the glow up, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so that's when you are rebuilding yourself. And if anyone has um, known me over the years, you can probably tie to me to come back kid or, or I'm a cat. I have so many lives. I've, I've hit bottom and came back. Um, and so right now, um, if I can say confidently, um, God is trying to position me in my glow up stage. Um, so I came up, I said, oh, I, you know, we can't do the glow up um, conference. So I thought, I said, oh, we can do the glow conference. But with any word, it has to mean something. So I thought we're going to get guidance, leadership, and opportunity. So we'll call it, it the glow conference. And so this is your time for you to glow as a student. But it's not just for students, and that's something that I'm going to make sure when um, advertising about the different sponsors, the weight of, and these are people that I connected over with the, some of the weight of the people, um, the, their stories that they have to tell. These are professional women that, especially women of color, that has, um, they, they have had to circumnavigate um, the boardroom. Um, to make sure they don't carry on the stereotypical aggressive black woman syndrome, um, but to also make sure that their voice is heard in the boardroom and make sure others that are behind them are included at the table. And so it's, it's not just for law students, but it's for any woman, any professional who wants, you know, wants some type of extra strategy because um, as life has changed, it's consistent, and you don't stop growing as an individual. And so it's also not only a career, um, a career summit, but it's also for personal development as well. And so that's how the GLOW coming. It's a, a chance for you to come and GLOW amongst very influential decision makers and have a more a intimate, up-close um, event because there's not going to be any other point in time in history where you're going to be able to have these intimate conversations free of charge um, um, right. to talk with them without having to pay. And every day, everybody has volunteered their time. No one has asked for anything. So, you know, I wanted to create something, I have to be honest, not only for like myself an opportunity, but for other students. Um, especially students of color. I believe if you see yourself um, in those people, you can believe more in yourself and your mission. And so that's why we have the GLOW Conference. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
And give me the, um, what does the acronym GLOW stand for again? Guidance, Leadership, and Opportunity. Guidance, Leadership, and Opportunity. I absolutely love it. You know, you had a couple of, you have a couple of themes for your summit. I've noticed on your flyers, um, one, marching to the beat of her drum and influence her. Explain to me what does that mean to you and what message are you trying to convey to your audience? Well, the influence her is that, Sonia, like, um, as you know, like, as women, um, you're connected as when you grow up, when you grow from a girl into adolescence into a woman, you're connected to stories. Um, and along the way, your journey, you, some woman influenced you. You saw some woman at the age of 16 and you said, I'm going to be like her. Hair and all, hair, makeup, everything, you were going to be like her. Um, and sometimes you need to know, like, someone else in a higher position shares your same story. And sometimes you just need to know that you can do it. And so I've not made it my way. My parents are not college educated. They used what they had, what they knew. They were raised in um, the rural Delta. But they took their tools and did the best that they could and, and, and gave them to me. Um, and so that influenced me, you know, my work ethic. Um, and so with other women, it's about influencing her, influence her walk, influence the people that you have. Life is a circle of life. And the only way that we're going to grow as women and move forward um, as, a, um, as a gender and as a race is that we have to influence each other, that we can do better, uh, and you can do it. So that's what the influence her is necessary about. The marching to the beat of the drum, because of the stories of the speakers, they march to the beat of their drums. You know, for instance, um, we have um, Lynette Jones, which is on a Monday um, at 3.30 Central Standard Time. Um, she taught, she worked, she is the senior VP for AT&T Entertainment Group, but she desired to work into sports. And she actually applied for, you know, a job dealing with the NFL, the same, the same job that they were already paying another male in the company, but unwilling to pay her simply because she hadn't put in the time. But her work stood for itself. Uh, and so she, le she, she left and went to AT&T. And that's what I'm saying, being, it's the power in waiting, knowing that you are good enough, that you're willing to walk away and march to the beat of your drum and not the drum that society has proposed to you. Um, so that's the reason why it's titled Marching to the Beat of Her Drum. Every person um, has you know, are doing something different. For Michelle Ship with the Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball did not have a chief people and culture officer. She actually came from KPMG. So she is the Major League Baseball first chief people and culture officer. So that means somebody made a seat for her at the table. And that, to me, you, when, you're, when somebody makes a, a room for you at the table, that means you commanded that. Um, and so that's what it's all about, marching to the beat of your drum and having confidence and knowing it's okay to walk away. 
it's okay to wait for the right thing um, and not just rush into it because you want it so bad. Because as, as you said, I tell you, I'm spiritually rooted. Good things come on things that when you wait on the Lord, not what you right. rush into. And so, you, you know, that's your marching to the beat of your drum again. So everything, every title is connected to some type of circular meaning or underlying meaning. It's just not your regular, oh, let me tell you, let me, you know, talk about myself or hear about myself and that's it. These are real stories that people can actually grow from and develop from. Awesome. You know, you, you mentioned some of the speakers. Could you go ahead and tell the listeners about some of the speakers that's going to be on um, Monday and Tuesday on the panel? So out of the out of the gate, we have NASCAR, and we have the entire legal um, legal department from NASCAR um, Media. Um, so they will be there to talk about. We have more new media that's arising in the market. Not that it's not being there, but it's more awareness to it. So media broadcasting, digital law, you know, the whole thing with data privacy. So they're there to talk about. Um, how to um, grow in these unique spaces. And like I said, if you're already a practicing professional, you can grow from that um, in order to stay relevant. Um, after that, um, at 3.30, we have three phenomenal people. We have the general counsel for the San Francisco 49ers, Hannah Gordon. Uh, we have Lakeisha Marsh of Aker, Ackerman LLP. She was one of seven black women um, on a leading a team that closed a $1.48 billion deal wow. um, recently. <laughs> um, also, um, we have Lynette Jones, as I spoke about earlier. She is senior VP of the AT&T Entertainment Group. Right after that, we have the dynamic women of Major League Baseball, and they're going to talk about uh, the, how they're marching to their drum. We have the Kansas City uh, Royals. We have someone from the league. And we also have a relative of mine, Curtis Granderson, which is also president of the Players Alliance. The Players Alliance was an initiative grow, um, grown out of the Black Lives Matter movement. And these are all the African-American uh, baseball players who came together for um, the purpose of social justice. And so I thought it would be appropriate um, for him to moderate um, this at this um, special time. Um, at, at six o'clock, we have Frank Doris of Doris Law Firm. He is an attorney out of Los Angeles, California. And a fun fact about um, Mr. Doris, he, um, he is an attorney that protects the body parts of all the famous stars that you see. And one of his clients is Tiger Woods. So for instance, wow. um, he, he protects a Tiger Woods leg. Um, there's so much, all the football players, he deals with a lot of insurance dealing with that. So he's going to be talking at 6 p.m. On Tuesday, we have um, Morgan Stanley, the Minnesota Vikings, and New Balance Apparel. Um, and their panel discussion is going to be skillfully crafted for the race because we can march to the beat of the drum, but we have to have skills to stay into the room. Um, and so that, they're going to expound more on um, different things as a woman that you may need um, in order to have these tough conversations in the boardroom. 
Um, and the very next day we bring, and also I have the title, um, Frank Doris is um, part of what we call the Inspire Him um, speaker series, because not only while we're influencing her, we need to inspire some men. Um, and so they're under that umbrella as well. Um, and so Wednesday is more um, you uniquely connected to Mississippi. And so the lawyers that will be featured on that particular day, we have Jeffrey Graves. Um, he has an entertainment practice. He is the son of the federal judge um, Graves as well. He sits on um, the federal circuit. We also have Patrick Strong of Balch Sports um, Law Practice. He is a sports agent. And we also have Kamel King, son of Lee King, um, as an attorney. Um, he is an attorney to a lot of blues um, singers. And also, he is the tourism bureau manager for the Mississippi Tourism and also the Mississippi Blues Trail as well. Um, so it's three dynamic days um, of different people giving real stories, real advice, and also creating opportunities for future attorneys. That's awesome. This is going to be very, very exciting. You also have a couple of moderators on Tuesday. <laughs> what are their names? <laughs> well, um, we have two great women um, of a great sorority that I'm a member of, of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We have you yourself. Um, you will be moderating the Skiffily Crafted for the Race. And then we also have Mahogany Ratcliffe. She is the Marketing Operation Manager for Fox Sports. Um, and we also, we're waiting for another moderator to come along. The other moderators are um, the different professors within the University of Mississippi School of Law. That's awesome. This is going to be, I'm so excited. This is going to be really great. So will this be an annual event? I am hoping that it is an annual event. Um, I'm hoping, and that is the reason why I'm trying to get the word out. Um, it is it's something, it's the first annual and I'm trying to necessarily create an opportunity because you have the University of Miami, you have the University of Florida, you have the USC's, you have the Vanderbilt's, you have those big um, sports management, uh, sports law schools and, and where they're focused at. And so my hope is that we shift the focus. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but at least we just crack the door um, in order for that to happen. And I'm hoping that um, they keep this going for many years going forward. I think, I think it will. I think this is going to be um, really great. And when other um, colleagues or when they hear about this from, you know, the different companies and the different um, teams, I think they'll be interested in doing this as well. This is a great idea. So. Well, is it is the summit via Zoom due to COVID nineteen, or will this be ongoing? You know, through the years, if it is an annual event, annual event. I'm sorry. I would think um, that it can stay um, virtual. Um, again, we don't know what times that we're necessarily be going through. I think it should be. I think it can be a hybrid of both um, because now you know people 
now it doesn't seem like an uncommon thing to hop on a Zoom and to have, you know, on the ground um, and having Zoom. Nothing is more better than actually having human connection. Um, but, um, but at the same time, if it means that we can create an extra, extraordinary relationship with someone afar, a thousand of miles away, um, and still bring them into this form, why not? Um, so we never know. It's uncertain, but I would think going forward, once, um, once there's maybe a vaccine and different things, I would think it will probably be a, high, a hybrid of both. Okay. Gotcha. So, Brandy, tell the listeners how they can register to get the tickets and be a part of the GLOW Summit. Well, you can simply just find us on Eventbrite if you put in the University of Mississippi School of Law or the GLOW Conference. Um, you can necessarily find us right there, and you can gain all your tickets. Um, everything is totally free, um, and that's what you can pretty much do. And you don't have. And there's a general admission ticket. Um, and then you can buy, um, get tickets to actual um, segments that you want to go to as well. But it's totally free um, all three days. It's free, people. Free. F-R-E-E. Yeah, free 99. Free, free 99. <laughs> free 99. <laughs> and the knowledge that will be coming forth, especially for um, sports people, especially for um, young ladies who want to, you know, get into sports. This is a great thing for you to get into. So I would definitely be putting it on my social media pages as well. And, you know, I'm really hoping things, you know, that people will take advantage of this. This is an awesome opportunity. I mean. We're hoping so too, yeah. For you to highlight women in sports and showing that we are not only playing sports but are making decisions behind the scenes, it's, this is major. And people need to see this. So. And you mentioned earlier with the influencer how, you know, someone can be influenced by somebody's hair or anything. You know, I got into sports. I was influenced by Jane Kennedy when I was eight years old. And because of her, I'm doing this many years later. I got influenced becoming a Delta because my best friend, when I was in elementary school, her mother was one. I was 11 years old, and I saw, well, I was, in, I was yeah, 11 years old, middle school. And I saw her mom with her sorority. I didn't know what it was. And I said, I want to be like Miss Ann. And so you're right. Influencer, you never know who, who's watching you. You have to always be on point where you can influence someone. And so that, this is a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, um, and for me, I was influenced um, more. I've always wanted to go into sports and entertainment. Um, but I wanted to, as, as of recently with the issues dealing with um, um, NIL legislation, which stands for Name, Image, Likeness, um, right. and with the NCAA just now passing, um, um, passing um, within their, um, their bylaws that now um, students without the school having any type of infractions, they can now receive payment um, for that. So to me, that is a really big thing because what it does is um, even though the NCAA talks about 
not exploiting the uh, um, the student from an amateurism um, standpoint, but I think it's quite the opposite because now the you know the athlete for the HBU you know they had a Senate he hearing in July, um, and so this is real. Um, the NCAA wants limits on the amount that athletes um, can get, um, but of course the people that are pro want no limits. And so inside, and I wish I had been at, I wish I could have been a witness on that panel because you had some people that were very pro, but there needed to be a black voice as a witness in the hearing. And the reason why I say that we know all too coming about the stories about the star athlete um, that was doing well at school but end up robbing a bank or getting shoot or getting caught up because he simply needed to, he didn't have any money to send back home. And what we have learned from the big um, PWIs, they bring the, the black student there, um, but they run out of money. And nine times out of 10, some of them, even us as regular students, we was giving our money back to our parents because maybe they needed to make a payment. Right. Um, and so by having NIL legislation in place, that positions them now to, you know, they can get compensated for being on the, the, the face of a local place. But this is actually great for women, though. I'm, I'm more proponent because from an HBU standpoint and because we have such a large number of HBCUs in the state, that would be big um, for, um, for athletes as well, but also for girls because the tentative lifespan of a woman and athlete um, ends right after college unless they go professional, right? So mm -hmm. the boys growing up, they can see pro-professional um, football. So that's what they train. But just think, Sonya, you and I, because I, I, I think you signed, but I think maybe you played a little bit of sports. I played sports. But just think if we grew up, we knew that we could probably, coming out of college, gain, or while we're in college, gain a contract from Kellogg's that was a million dollars. Right now, even if your football player cuts hair uh, in his dorm room, in order to not get an infraction for the NCAA, he has to make, technically to circumvent that rule, he needs to make like a tip cut, like somebody just gave him so he wouldn't necessarily receive payment. Because as you know, any payment, I don't care if you give them a ride, you're then now considered a booster. So wow. just think as a, yes, yes, by NCAA rules. So just think now as a little girl that you now know, oh, I can be the face of, you know, Kellogg's and get a million-dollar deal for my family. And I play tennis. And, you know, and it's not just for me. So that's why it's so important. It's important for HBCUs, but it's really important for a woman because, that changes the whole trajectory now from a girl growing up. Um, and if she's an athlete, that changes everything. So she's not boxed in. She's got to be a lawyer or a doctor or she's creative. She goes into the art. She can stay her track, her desire, desire, anointed talent, and stay on that and get that. But you can't do that now. You can't get paid for anything. And with Instagram, you know, 
Now I can be an Insta athlete, okay? Instead of being an Instagram <laughs> model, I can be an Insta athlete, and I can get paid in partnership. So that's, that's why the passing of the legislation is very important. The only two states right now are California and Florida. And the big thing, the reason why it's so tied up, you need oversight. Like somebody's got to give oversight to how it's going to be regulated, where is this money going to go, because the rule is that they can receive payment, but they can't see direct payment. Like EA Sports, like if the, somebody were to come in and pay the school, the school can't directly pay the athlete. There has to be some type of form, a third-party trajectory that actually pays the student. So some mechanism has to be set in place to govern it. And so that's the reason why all of this and then you're getting the money back for eligibility um, because then you would have to change the eligibility rules because if they go off and um, become pro and then they don't make it, sometimes they go out of eligibility so they can't get the benefits that they originally had. So that's the reason why it's so important to get this passed and hopefully one day I'll be able to advocate for it. Um, I wanted to do it in the spring and meet with some of our state representatives because it actually was on the floor um, here in the state, but it died in the judiciary. So I've researched the, the actual representative and I'm trying to gain a meeting um, for that. But being that we got prime time coming, maybe they'll change a few things and some of his great athlete friends can come and help advocate that since we have such a big person now that's coming out and maybe that can help change the um, the future for NIL, especially for athletes here in Mississippi. I agree. That, that's a good idea. I'm going to bring you back on the show so we can talk more in detail about that because um, it's very important. And no, I did not play sports. I played kickball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am 5'10". I have the height everything, but I am so not athletic. I don't understand. So I'm like, well, Lord, you must have just given me this height to be a model or something. I don't get it. But no, my sister played, she's 5'5", five, five and, and could play her butt off, but not me, and not at all. <laughs> oh, what did you play? Um, I played, now I was good in basketball. Mm -hmm. um, so I played basketball at St. Joseph's. Um, really? High school. Yeah, and I played at Callaway, but then I, I played at Callaway, too. Um, but then after my um, sophomore year, you know, I wanted to go shake it up at Target. So, um, <laughs> so I love, you know, I love basketball alone. But I also used to play soccer, and I played softball. Wow. Believe it or not, some people, I was going to do a throwback. Um, a throwback Thursday, like she used to be a baller, because people probably like, oh, I okay. Can't even <laughs> I, please, please, please put some pictures up. I, I'm trying to imagine. Baby, I will knock you out under that, um, under that, uh, under that, um, go. You better watch out. I'm gonna knock you out with these tips. Really? I'm a, wow. What? What? Yes. I, I mean, I played tennis rec, um, for you know, recreation, but no, I, no, ma'am. Now, I was on the slow bus with that softball. I was on the, that, that was definitely like, um, yeah, I was on it because my daddy was out here like, Lord, have mercy, like, you, uh, why are you out here? <laughs> that was kind of like, 
Like, really and truly, I was only out there because my best friend uh, pulled me out there because she was the only black girl on the softball team oh. at St. Joe, and she wanted a friend. So I'm like, okay, about to kill myself with a black eye. Um, <laughs> but, hey, I was hey. out there. But soccer, soccer was my thing, though. My dad could coach me on that because he used to coach me, like, playing football. So soccer That's was cool. – okay. Yeah, soccer was my thing, too, or whatever. So he would take the playbook and teach me. And so I liked um, soccer a lot. I just didn't – I wasn't for them shins, though, girl. But, right. Yeah, but basketball was definitely my th- – and actually, um, she's a sore. She start, when I started playing basketball when I was in fifth grade, and so um, Asora, actually, she, I, I, unbeknownst to me, we ended up pledging the same chapter. Of course, she came way many, many more years or whatever, but that's who groomed me. Like, she would not play me, like, she would not play me, God knows, like, until I got better. And I felt like a Michael Jordan. Girl, I'd be standing at that little thing and the damn ball would just hit the net. It's not like that. <laughs> Does not hit the rim. But eventually I got there. And then when I got to St. Joseph, then I understood, like, I started training like you hear about the the predominantly white school. So we were inside. I thought, oh, this is different. We got a weight room. We got to do weight. Okay. We got, so I was trained like a regular athlete. So, yeah, it was not a game. At St. Joe, it was not a game. We actually, when I played, basketball that's when i really thought i could be a baller because that's when the fat the fat five at michigan was out you know everybody oh, yeah. was on now Absolutely. so i was like and then we 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 thought we was the fat five because you know we had the colors were blue and gold so we really thought we was michigan in our mind <laughs> but we really wasn't but that's how we got on the floor like we we acted like we was jordan and pippen baby like we was gonna take it over but yes but the, I've, I've always had a love it's just you kind of see me um, flamboyant with my fashion, but deep down, I'm a baller. I see. I would have never put that together, ever. Never, never, never. So definitely put some throwbacks up. I, I would like to see some pictures. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I'm so honored to, be, to play a role in your very first summit. Thank you so much for the privilege to let my voice be heard through She Says She Says Sports. Randy, tell the listeners how they can follow you on social media. Um, you can simply follow me on social media. My IG handle is Brandy Granderson. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Brandy Granderson. You can find me at Twitter at BGranderson78. I have nothing to hide. But you can also <laughs> find me. <laughs> you can also find the entertainment, um, the University of Mississippi Entertainment and Sports Law, um, Sports Law IG at Ole Miss ELS as well. Um, and find us there and stay connected. Awesome. And guys, you can follow me, um, She Says She Says Sports on Facebook, She Says She Says Sports 23 on Instagram. And that's my show for today. So until next time, this is Sonia with She Says, She Says Sports, and I will see you on the radio. That's it. That was good.
Oh, yeah, I was vibing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I know, and for us to throw this together, like, in the last, I threw this together, what, an hour and a half? <laughs> right. It was really good. I enjoyed that. So awesome. So, so well, you got plenty of time, so you can go ahead and put your 7 o'clock um, flyers up. And I will start putting flyers up after my show tomorrow. I usually put my show up around 9 o'clock. So I will tag you in it on Facebook, and... I will um, post the flyers, you know, thereafter, all of them. So I, I have the one with the 49ers, me and Brandy, not Brandy, Mahogany. And send me the other ones as well, please, from Monday. Okay, I will. Okay. I will. All right, babe, thanks. All right, no, thank you. And what time are we going to um, um, rehearse tomorrow? You can call me. I don't have class. I, I have to meet with NASCAR at one thirty, and then I meet with my cousin at 12. Um, so, you, yeah, so just hit me. I, I don't have anything to do, so just hit me. Okay. Did Mahogany say she was going to do it, or she didn't She didn't respond? I didn't she kind of, yeah, she, you know, she got a whole husband and a daughter and, and oh, a fox, okay. so it's probably, it's a, probably a no-go, um, okay, but, fine. yeah. Okay, I'll hit you up. Okay. All right, girl. All right.